0: I know tenant's gonna bomb, and like I, people just need to get in line and start accepting.
1: <laughs> that tenant is gonna bomb. <laughs> That's our opener. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Floor Nine. I am your host Scott Elcherson. And Adam is back behind the mic this week uh, from his time off. So Adam, it's actually perfect timing uh, as this week we'll be doing a packed episode on the entertainment industry. So super glad to have you back behind the mic. Um, and before we start the show, we have an announcement. We have officially launched the Floor 9 listener survey. So if you have five minutes, we'd greatly appreciate you filling out the survey uh, as it helps us understand what you like about the show, you know how we can make the show better, and most importantly, who you are. And if that wasn't exciting enough, we have partnered with Brain.fm as a sponsor for this year's survey, uh, and we'll be giving away 10 subscriptions to the Brain.fm service. Uh, I personally am a big fan of Brain.fm and use their product all the time to help me focus during the day and get work done. But for those of you that are not familiar with Brain.fm, Brain.fm is making functional music that helps listeners focus, relax, sleep, or even meditate. Their product is backed by research and Brain.fm employs a team of scientists and composers to work together to engineer music that is specifically designed to enhance these states within minutes of use. So if you need a little help falling asleep, relaxing, or even trying to focus during the day at work, which is where I have found Brain.fm to be super helpful uh, as when I'm working, definitely check out uh, Brain.fm. And remember, we are giving away 10 subscriptions to 10 lucky learners, that fill out and complete the Floor 9 Listener Survey. And you can find links to that survey in our show notes or on our Medium website. Thank you again to Brain.fm for sponsoring this year's Floor 9 Listener Survey. And for all the listeners out there, uh, we greatly appreciate you taking the time to fill it out. And with that, we're going to transition straight into the news for this week. So Adam, it, it looks like Apple and Microsoft have another feud. What is going on between the Apple App Store and Microsoft's new game streaming service, xCloud?
0: So, Apple has uh, come out and said that uh, they will not allow Microsoft's upcoming XCloud game streaming service uh, to be uh, distributed on the App Store, um, and that goes not just for for Microsoft's upcoming service, but also for uh, uh, existing game streaming services from uh, Google and NVIDIA, and presumably also from uh, upcoming game streaming services from from other providers as well. So. Um, basically no game streaming services on the app store
1: do we think that is a a a a big enough threat to like apple's audience or core audience that this is the one thing they're like ooh, you know what this this could do us in on like like the services side where it's like this is like the first crack on the armor that people no longer associate software and hardware tied together as like the best experience they just want the content on any device
0: I mean, that, that's just the question for, for anything. Is is Apple saying no to xCloud going to lose them iPhone or iPad sales? Probably mm-hmm. not very many. Um, not right now. Uh, the question is, in the long run... You know, a few years from now, might people look to other devices because they want access to xCloud or Stadia or whatever it is. Right now, everybody's coming from a console or a PC perspective. So most people are still probably going to be playing xCloud games on their TV or on their computer. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can still play it on your Mac. Um, you just can't play it on your iPhone. So I think the question mm-hmm. is, what is the like demand for AAA games on your phone? Personally, he, well, as someone who plays console games, I don't really care because I, I would rather play them on my TV anyway. So right.
1: Well, I mean, so that's interesting, right? Because we just, we just talked. It was last week with with Ducky the Gamer, who's a a, a mobile game streamer, uh, and what he was saying is that, and even the CEO of Adder was that mobile gaming is huge, right? That is the majority of. Um. Or that, that is how the majority of the world plays video games on like a $100 right. Android device. And so if we look outside of the US, if we, if we, if we look outside of the iPhone, like this game streaming is going to be essentially the console for the rest of the world. Like as long as the hardware can run it or if they can put it in the cloud and stream it, like this is going to be how the global population is going to play games in the future. So maybe it's not as big of a deal for... Apple right now just given their market and who they target you know like the higher end luxury goods where people that are buying the iphones have a console might have a thousand dollar pc like they're going to be gaming on that but if you look at like the larger ecosystem i mean this this is going to be game changing that if if you can start to stream triple a games across your phone like you're going to have so many more people online playing and playing high quality games that they haven't been able to do before
0: no, I think that's a great point, and it, it increases the addressable market for those style of games, but it's, mm-hmm. it's additive. It's not replacing necessarily. Um, what we're coming to here is a little bit of a consensus that probably Apple's target market in the, in the markets that they sell the most in and in their, their target consumers, most of those people are not necessarily the target for playing AAA games on a mobile device Right now. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also like the place where X, X Cloud is being sold in. There's a little bit of a chicken and the egg problem here with these game streaming services, in that they're trying to sell them to people who already have access to play those games in other ways. And, and Microsoft is probably best positioned here because it's just being bundled as part of um, X Pass Game Pass Ultimate, which is their $15 a month. You get Xbox Live uh, online service. You get uh, uh, you know access to a couple hundred games uh, on your mm-hmm. Xbox, and now you can also play them on your other devices. So Microsoft is has the best go-to-market strategy of any of these. It's not a new thing; it's just being sort of grandfathered into something that that some people have already. Again, this might just be Apple pushing Microsoft to get to the negotiation table, and even if it's not. It is an easy thing for them to change their minds about later. So I feel like, right? Uh, as disappointing as it is on a con- from a consumer perspective, we actually don't know that there's demand for this yet. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it is something that can be reversed really quickly. And uh, should Apple decide to change their mind, should it yeah. be obvious that there is demand and that they need to have a support there?
1: Yeah, support that. I I mean, I'll speculate and say I feel like. My hypothesis is that there will be demand for it um but again it it's speculation we don't know but we 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 will find out um and again we'll just have to continue this conversation uh on an update in a few months to a year depending on when this gets approved but we'll we'll find out well in other gaming news adam amazon rebrands twitch prime to prime gaming so we're starting to see Amazon kind of absorb Twitch into the, uh, you know, Bezosphere. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I saw a lot of a lot of people on Twitter reacting negatively to this. Apparently, not realizing that Twitch was has been owned by Amazon for years. <laughs> uh, so that they might have done themselves a little bit of a disservice uh, yep. because uh, gamers have strong opinions about these things.
1: Yep. So just, you know, a little a little shift and move there uh in the esports and gaming space. And lastly, Mulan is coming to Disney Plus for a thirty dollar premiere access uh on September fourth. So this is gonna be the true first is it the true first movie to go direct to like direct to Disney Plus that Disney was planning on? Or was that onward?
0: Technically, they had Artemis Fowl, they had Hamilton. Um mm-hmm. this is really just I think you could argue that Hamilton might have been a tentpole, but it's a little bit of a different beast. This is really like the first big tentpole movie that um Disney is skipping uh the theatrical uh release in the u s uh to go to Disney plus mm-hmm. um, for obvious reasons because theaters here mostly remain closed and are likely to remain closed uh certainly in enough places that if they did release it in theaters, it would be you know much smaller box office than they would otherwise be expecting um mm-hmm. but it's i think the interesting thing here is they're making a new window um for access on disney plus which is something that i think we had speculated they would do eventually but i think it's surprising to see mm-hmm. it happen this soon um and i think it, it is a, a good compromise solution for uh these tentpole movies you know a lot of people have very strong opinions about the $30 price point uh, <laughs> in both directions. Um, but uh, I think that, you know, uh, personally, it's you know, given that. Movie tickets in New York are easily $15. This is the cost of two movie tickets. Certainly for families, it is actually a bargain uh, to be Mm -hmm. seeing it for $30. But I I think that the creation of this, I guess, extension of, of a premium VOD window, but built into Disney Plus is a way for Disney to you know, own and monetize at the highest level that that new that new window for content um, because they're not doing it through iTunes and Amazon, their transactional VOD services where they're still giving a cut to uh, Apple and Amazon. Uh, in this mm-hmm. case they're keeping all thirty of those dollars for themselves. Um, yeah,
1: and, and do we know to access it, does a person need to have a Disney plus subscription first? You do. Ah so see, this interesting. Is on, an acquisition strategy. Of-
0: Yes. It's on top of the $7 per month uh, subscription. And it's not, it is neither, I would say, a rental nor a purchase. It is unlocking the content early because we know eventually Mulan will just be part of your Disney Plus subscription. That'll probably happen, I'm going to guess, either right before or right after the holidays, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, late December, early January. But if you want to watch it sooner, you can pay $30 to unlock it immediately and then it's available you know, going forward. So, um, it's not a purchase because if you cancel your Disney plus subscription, you don't have access to it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it, it's part of that catalog eventually anyway. Um, uh, but it's also not a rental cause you could watch it every day <laughs> if you want to, um, and, uh, still retain access to it.
1: I guess I didn't read or I missed that. That, that once you purchase it, you technically get it for, for as long as you have the Disney plus subscription. Yes, so correct. you're, you're, so you're, you're literally just paying for early access. Uh, that is interesting it's like um like there like there's value to that too right like there is it's like like that 30 dollar purchase up front but then if you amortize it across five or six views in the first three months that it would have really been out there i mean it could be like five dollars a view which is not bad
0: yeah again it's it it, it, it seems like a bargain for families uh, right we're likely to watch it more than once um I think the other yeah. thing to note is that right now Disney is talking about this as a one-off experiment. Uh, because <sighs> I always seem to bring that up. <laughs> theaters not being open. I... I think that is uh, patently just obviously not true because why would they build such a complex trust me this this is not a you know one engineer working on it for a couple of hours uh, in the evenings to, to to make this happen there it's a new billing system there's a, probably a new interface for accessing it and for unlocking it uh, and Disney plus is you know, on many many uh, connected TV platforms, so you had to support that across a lot of different devices. Uh, of course, smartphones and, and tablets mm-hmm. as well. So this was a major initiative from a product side of things. Uh, there, this they wouldn't do this for a one-off. No matter. No matter how important that movie is, so yeah, um, that's think, all branding
1: and marketing. It's like, don't worry, <laughs> yeah. movie theaters. This is just a this is just a one off test. I was like, no way, Bob, JPEG. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not a one off. <laughs> I,
0: I believe them that it is a test, and that I'm sure they're very going to be watching very closely to see, you know, how many people actually actually, you know make the purchase um and at, at what rate um and how quickly and over how much time um and how many times they're watching it because i think that 30 dollars price point is up for consideration i think the amount of time that it stays in that pre- premier access mm-hmm. window is up yep. for consideration
1: talk about just putting the death nail into the, the movie <laughs> theater going experience right there <laughs> um while you know well, i think some I, people in hollywood like to say that they build and make movies for the big screen and all that uh, consumers will watch them where it's most convenient to them and if there was ever a bifurcation to happen boom we we are here with it
0: i just want i just really want to see the press release where it's proven that on disney plus mulan makes more money than christopher nolan's tenet does for holding <laughs> out for a theatrical release because i think that is almost without question going to happen
1: <laughs> we're, we're literally watching the trends that we talk about adam take place in front of our faces uh so we'll as always be keeping our floor nine listeners up to date on the ever-changing uh, entertainment uh industry and and with that uh let's go tackle another beast of a conversation with with tiktok I want to get your thoughts on what's happening with TikTok. Is it getting banned? <laughs> is it getting bought by Microsoft? Um, what is happening?
0: Well, it's very complicated, but uh, there ha- basically the the U.S. government the 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 administration is um, forcing ByteDance into a position where it has to either sell um the at least the us uh market uh tiktok um which probably means tiktok everywhere outside of china because there there's a division between tiktok and douyin in china um or face mm-hmm. a ban um and uh it's interesting because that ban could be applied pretty easily because it just means apple and google taking it out of their app stores so um it's not like a you know great firewallesque um uh, technology solution that we would have to implement if it were, say, something mm-hmm. existing on the web. Um, but because it is a mobile app, um, it could just be implemented at, at that, uh, that level, at the App Store level. And, and so what this has done is, you know, created a, a flurry of activity that uh, at this point, it seems like Microsoft is the most likely um, acquirer. Of TikTok outside of China, there's I think we've we've got a little less at this than 45 days at this point uh, before that decision needs to be made. Mm-hmm. or first, somebody to change their mind, and for, for the uh, uh, you know for, for the, the U.S. to administration to back off of, of those decisions.
1: Yeah, so it looks like September fifteenth, twenty twenty, is the deadline that the negotiations between Microsoft and TikTok have to essentially make an agreement.
0: Yeah, we should contextualize this in that it, the 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 news around TikTok happened. Earlier, because there were leaks that this was coming, but it, when it actually the executive orders actually came, um, it was not just about TikTok, um, but also involving other um, Chinese-owned apps and services uh, from ByteDance and Tencent. Um, and so there are some some other questions which I think we can get into at a later time about what this means for for WeChat. Um, but uh, you know, as as Coming from a media perspective, I think TikTok is our, our first priority there.
1: Right. Especially knowing that they have invested heavily in the TikTok for brands solution that literally just rolled out this year. Uh, and that's brand new. Uh, and, and I think instead of focusing on that, they're now focusing on whether or not they're g- going to be going to even be able to operate uh, in the US in the next, what, <laughs> 30 days? <laughs> Give yeah,
0: or... it'll be 30 days by the time this episode comes out. <laughs>
1: I'm just curious. So, you know, if we get let's say like a quote-unquote ban, right? An executive order is signed, you know, it puts maybe the product on sort of like essentially like a a banned import or export or product, which means US consumers or companies can't do business with them. It'll get removed from the App Store and the Google Play Store, but like what if it's already on our phones? Like are we going to see potentially Apple and Google take the TikTok app off of our phone or can they just My block guess the service is completely? That
0: they would have to remove it from devices this is there there it's a good it's a good distinction because it is possible for them to remove it from the store to prevent further downloads um without removing it from installed Mm -hmm. devices we've only ever seen them remove apps from installed devices when it's turned out that they've been malware and they've been you know sneaking malware onto people's phones Mm -hmm. so this would be something that you know apple and google have been very careful to not abuse that uh that privilege of being able to nuke software already on your device. Uh, consumer devices, but I think in this case right. they legally would be required to, um, which is going to be definitely a shock to a lot of people. A lot of people who may not be closely following the news around this uh, might, you know, be surprised to wake up on September fifteenth uh, and not, you know, go to Open TikTok and not have it on their phones and be a little confused about what happened.
1: And it comes at a time when all four of the major tech companies had just had an antitrust hearing in front of uh, the U.S. Senate, and so. Definitely not something that I think Apple or Google would like to show that they have that power <laughs> to essentially wipe your phone at any time and place. Um, just given all the pressure that is really going on uh, in the in the space around you know technology and politics,
0: I would like to think that the the congressional uh, the folks in the congressional hearing are aware that they have that power and have not been abusing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, when required to by government, you know, there, there's been a lot of especially on the Apple side, a lot of uh, back and forth between Apple and law enforcement around different security um, things and what Apple is actually able to do to our phones. This is something where they would be able to comply and therefore would have to comply.
1: You already mentioned Microsoft as a potential acquirer of, of TikTok. So why, why would Microsoft be interested in TikTok? Are they basically just like looking to pay a handsome sum to get back in the social space or the mobile space that completely kind of passed them by? Like what what is the benefit of TikTok for Microsoft? Because it seems like that's an odd collaboration, you know, like the young, hip, teen, fun platform, and then this like your standard, you know, enterprise solution.
0: I think the best answer for why Microsoft would want TikTok is they are one of the few companies who... Uh, can afford them, <laughs> and <Yep. laughs> um, that would be allowed by antitrust law to acquire them because we know. I'm sure Facebook would love to have have TikTok, but we know that given the antitrust climate, it would be very unlikely to be allowed to buy them. Um, so, uh, I th- you know, I think um, you know Microsoft has the cash, they have the opportunity, and it's one of those things where where. My my guess is that there's almost really not a very solid plan, mm-hmm. but because th- this is a, a once in a lifetime kind of opportunity that they are looking to to take it. Yeah,
1: no, I mean like that makes a lot of sense. Like to, to your point, obviously Facebook is not even going to be in, in the consideration, um, given what's going on uh, with with them and the U.S. government, but Twitter. That was a name that was tossed around, which I thought was quite interesting. They could definitely use uh, an app like TikTok. However, I don't think they have enough money. Like I don't like. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't mean, think they have anywhere like, near enough money to buy uh, TikTok.
0: Honestly, I I feel like if Twitter. <laughs> Somebody somebody tweeted about this um, last week, and I I feel like this was a good summation. If Twitter wants to buy TikTok, they need to first submit a uh, you know ten page report about what they're going to do with it and why they (laughs) screwed up Vine so badly because Twitter had a product that that did this uh, and they just drove it into the ground. Um, So uh, I I think that that's fair. Um, I think you know Twitter is is not the most nimble uh, product development organization, and I would be a little concerned. Concerned about like if, if you want to just see TikTok disappeared, uh, Twitter might be the best uh, place to put it. Honestly, um, I think I think Snapchat is the other you know smaller player in the social space that would make a ton of sense for TikTok. I, I also I don't know that they have the cash uh, to be able to. Um, uh, to buy them today. Mm-hmm. You know, th- 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 those are, those are flexible things though. Like if, if Snapchat didn't have the cash on hand, they could probably find an investor to give them the cash to, right. to make it happen. My guess is that they are, and, and I think the counter argument for why Microsoft might not want TikTok, even though they seem to be pursuing it is uh, it, it is a little ripe with controversy right now as, mm-hmm. as <laughs> might be obvious. <laughs> um, and I, I think that Snapchat might, want to be staying away just from staying out of that controversy they're they're growing and doing well on everything that they're, they're doing in-house so like why
1: why risk stir the a pot lot of
0: money and stir the pot for something mm-hmm. that could and you know for because they tiktok is so big in comparison to snap could sink the company if they do it Poorly, whereas right. Microsoft, if they buy TikTok and it doesn't work, they yeah they spend a lot of money, but it's not going to sink Microsoft, right? It's not going to stop people from using Office mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and Teams. So uh, it's a relative, it's a relatively isolated part of that. Of the company if, if, if it doesn't end up working out.
1: Right, right. And you mentioned um, Snapchat looking for potential like investors. I know Sequoia Capital, uh, a major uh, and well-known uh, venture capital firm, has also been in conversations um, about either brokering a deal or doing something along the lines of getting their hands into that deal flow process. Um, it, it just seems like everybody in the space doesn't want a ban to happen if we look from like this like the technology angle and all these companies it seems like the last thing they want is a ban to happen because it might set like a precedent down the road for how other social apps companies you know things might be handled uh which could potentially be good but also might have some unintended consequences that might you know inhibit uh silicon valley and the innovation that has has come out of there and i do want to pivot quickly into this idea of like so especially in 2020 and over this past year like we've seen this this increase of like technology and politics colliding and I think on a scale that we had never seen before we had we had talked about it I believe in our 2019 outlook but it's here now we're like we're living it every single day um and it's just kind of interesting to see how this conversation continues to develop and I think this will be the first big decision on how politics and technology are going to interact if we're able to have TikTok be spun out uh, and acquired by microsoft or another u.s corporation or if uh there's a ban set in place which i'm not to my knowledge adam do you know if there's ever been a ban before on a you know like a technology company in the u.s
0: so we haven't seen software banned in the u.s before but of course there is the relatively long-standing at this point ban of huawei uh, and their 5g technology uh, from the u.s um and that's been going on for a couple of years now. Um, we've also recently seen TikTok itself banned in India. Um, and of course, there are um, a lot of American apps and services that are banned inside of China. So this is really, <laughs> it sounds like a, an extreme situation uh, for Americans. And in some ways, it is. Um, but in some ways, it's also just a continuation of, of some uh, developing precedents. Um, I think the, you know, it, it, you you mentioned earlier that a, you know a ban sounds sounds bad um, and and it is but I actually think this is a troubling situation even if a sale happens because um, if a ban happens it's the U S setting precedent that we don't want apps and services inside our country uh, from certain other countries just as China has done we're starting to erect our own quote unquote great firewall even though um, it's not you know, done from a technology perspective, but from a a, um, policy perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, if the sale happens, it's basically the U.S. government forcing the sale of, uh, of a... You know, um, um, our market of an app e- e- to a, a a company from our country, which if you look at that on the outside and you flip it the other way around, it could be really troubling for someone like Facebook, um, where if they were suddenly forced to spin off, say, their European operations because they're they they want to impose stricter privacy guidelines um, on social media, uh, that would be terrible for Facebook. <laughs> so mm-hmm. there's a lot of it's a troubling situation uh, for for tech companies, no matter which way you look at it. Um, and, it, you know, I think uh, the, <laughs> the real shame is that uh, there's nothing pressing here about TikTok. There's no imminent threat um, that you could make, argument that you could make in the way that you could make about Huawei and 5G technologies. I, that argument is a little easier to make. Mm-hmm. With TikTok, there's no pressing threat. We have a lot of other problems going on right now. <laughs> And it really would be best to just come back to this question later um, and not rush a decision. Um, right. And I just think that because of what's happening in American politics right now, that's not going to happen, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that regardless of what happens on September 15th, that decision is going to be haunting American technology companies on mm-hmm. the global level for a long time.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I think either way, whether it's a sort of banner sale, there are going to be unintended consequences that we're just not going to be able to, to predict 100%. until until they happen, and that's just going to kind of you know be how it is, which is you know I don't know we'll find I guess we'll find out if it's good or or bad, but
0: there will. There will definitely be uh, a topic about this in our 2021 outlook. I can tell you that much.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I would like listeners, stay tuned for that coming, coming to you live in, what, six months now? Uh, something like that. And I want to bring up a question that you, or not, maybe not a question, but a comment that you stated at the start of this podcast before we started recording is that saying that TikTok is not social media. So do you want to go go into that a little bit more? Like, like, what do you mean by it not being social media? Because I think to say like myself and a bunch of other, other people out there, like TikTok right now, like is the social media. It's like the Facebook of the uh, you know twenty tens.
0: I mean, look, definitions of things like social media are squishy, and certainly from a marketing perspective, it comes as part of your your social budgets. Um, mm-hmm. But I I think that it because TikTok is first and foremost um run by an algorithm it's most people are not uh following a good a large number of of users on TikTok they are mostly opening TikTok and going to that for opening to that for you tab mm-hmm. scrolling through videos and letting the algorithm choose what they should watch next um that it's it's a little different it, it is a UGC platform but it's I don't know. It's like, is YouTube social media? I like kind of like Mm -hmm. asterisk. It's a user generated (laughs) content platform that has some social features built into it. Um, I think that, you know, the the algorithm that powers TikTok could just as easy, easily be applied to other kinds of content. And actually, ByteDance also uses that algorithm for news content in a totally different app. You know, unlike the news content, TikTok is user-generated content. Um, but I think that the big differentiator is that algorithm. And I think that regardless of what happens to TikTok, we are going to see everybody start focusing on that recommendation algorithm, knowing how, how powerful that can be and how well it worked for TikTok. There's no reason why all of our all of our news apps shouldn't be mm-hmm. uh, maybe using uh, uh, an algorithm like that. Certainly all of our entertainment apps, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, there used to be a lot of talk about Netflix's algorithm and how good they were at recommendations. I feel like that's kind of fallen off as they've been promoting more and more of their own content. But imagine a TikTok-like feed for an entertainment uh, property like Netflix or Hulu, mm-hmm. or, let's just go there, Quibi. Um, because uh, <laughs> there, there's nothing to say that, you know, putting that that content, um, putting, you know, professionally produced content uh, in front of an algorithm like that wouldn't work mm-hmm. equally as well. Um, it's just that TikTok leveraged the user-generated content to get the scale uh, that, you know, otherwise takes a lot of time and a lot of money, but a lot of these, uh, OTT apps already have a lot of mm-hmm. that content. So,
1: yeah. And Adam, the, the one counterpoint on TikTok's algorithm powering content like Netflix or even Quibi is that the the content is long. Um, you need a lot of content to make a proper recommendation through this algorithm. And I don't know if platforms like Netflix or Hulu or whatever, um, are suited just based off the content they have in order to make this algorithm super efficient, because again, we just know that how TikTok algorithm works, it's based off 15 second or 30 second clips, uh, to really make it a powerful recommendation engine. And it needs a lot of essential, essentially views, uh, to make it super effective for the user. So there could be a, you know, a, a little bit of a barrier just given the length of content. Some of these other platforms have to offer, uh, their viewers. That's true. I want to round out this conversation, Adam, looking at these like the brand applications so what i mean like what does this mean for our brands and our marketers like we know social is huge as a marketing channel right notably facebook and google own most of that budget and dollar amount that that goes into the market and so if we start to see you know essentially like a fracture through tiktok i mean could could this have ripping effects across instagram youtube facebook like these traditional channels that we have already allocated so much of our marketing budgets to to reach our consumers
0: yeah, I mean, look, everybody was interested in watching uh, TikTok if they weren't already investing um, in TikTok. Mm-hmm. I think that obviously in the short term, <laughs> don't do anything. But uh, after September 15th, there should be some clarity um, as, you know, in in the midterm uh, of, of what, what to do. And it should mm-hmm. be fine to start spending on TikTok again. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think that, you know, the big implications here are uh, that. Uh, hopefully that um, we, we don't see further fracturing of these platforms on a global basis that will make uh, will make marketing and, and advertising harder um, because we had been on a track and, and had been really aggregating the eyeballs of, of people all around the world onto a relatively small number of platforms, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, if that starts to swing and the, the, pendulum starts to swing in the other direction and there start to become a lot more regionalized platforms, uh, that will certainly make marketers jobs more difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, just impacts how, how we, we think about reaching audiences on, on a global basis or just even just on a, a country by country basis
1: right well september 15th that'll be when we are looking to see how this whole thing is going to play out so listeners stay tuned for that and definitely tune back into floor nine because we will have an update for you uh in the news section once once that breaks um but with that adam i think we can uh end it here as a reminder the floor nine listener survey is now live and you can find links to that survey in our show notes or on our Medium website. So thank you for taking the time to fill that out. Uh, it means a lot, and it helped us improve the show. Also, want to say a big thank you to Brain FM for sponsoring this year's Floor 9 Listener Survey. You can check them out at www.brain.fm for more information. So with that, listeners, uh, enjoy the rest of your day, your night, whenever you might be listening, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>